Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in to The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to have you guys with me. After Ole Miss beats Liberty, and yeah, it was a bit of a sleepy atmosphere, and there was few thousand empty seats or so, which you're not going to get attendance shaming on this podcast. I'm not going to do that. Uh, understand. I certainly understand. This weekend's got to be different, though. This place has got to be sold out and be loud. Uh, but anyway, that's a conversation for later in the week. The point is, a bit of a sleepy atmosphere, kind of a sleepy game. And Ole Miss, really, I guess there was a couple moments in the second half where it kind of could have gotten uncomfortable, but it didn't. And Ole Miss gets a comfortable win, 27-14 over Liberty. So we're going to talk about that. Of, of course, as you know, the postgame podcast is a little bit shorter, uh, especially now that I'm riding solo. Definitely going to be shorter than usual just because that's all I'm focused on is just this game, Ole Miss's win over Liberty. But first, I want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you. If you are in the market for office technology, if you are a business owner or a decision maker at your business anywhere in the state of Mississippi, doesn't matter where you are, if Mississippi is where you live, Advantage Business Systems can service you. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, anything ranging from copiers and printers and mail machines down to cloud storage and data security, office technology, if you're in the market for office technology, ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So before you go and spend your money, find out what they can offer you. And that's, of course, completely complimentary. ABSMS.com is the website. Also, LBs just across from Kroger and University Avenue. They're in Oxford. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. You're going to have some sunshine this weekend, although you're probably, hopefully, going to be at the game. It's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a cold one, but it is chilly season, both weather and food. If you're going to do some cooking, if you're going to do some slow cooking, maybe you're doing, you know, a Mississippi pot roast. Shout out Malcolm Reed for that one. Uh, get your meat at LB's. Best place in Mississippi to do it. Go by and see Greg. Tell him I sent you. Or you can get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, but they're open seven days a week. So do not cook with meat without first going to LB's. Okay. 27 to 13 is the final little box score house cleaning for you. Then some quick thoughts on the game itself. Matt Corral was good, very hobbled. Obviously, uh, he is not 100%. He's playing, but he is not 100% at all. Still very good. 20 of 27 should have been more. There was a couple of drops early on long, very good passes that would have made that 324 more like 380. But still, 20 of 27, 324, and a touchdown. Uh, Jerry and Ely led the Rebels in rushing. Almost honestly didn't run the football well on Saturday. He had 115 on 10 carries, but 70 of which came on one carry. He did have a couple of touchdowns. Snoop Connor was held to 2.7 per carry on his seven carries. Uh, Parrish was held to 2.3 on his three carries. Not a great day running the football for Ole Miss. Uh, Dennis Jackson overcame an early drop for 126 yards, receiving himself in a touchdown. John Rice Plumley on eight targets, had seven catches for 110. He looked comfortable as the game went on. Here's the important one, though. Braylon Sanders um, didn't look 
really 100%, but he played. And I, I have a feeling some of that was uh, an acclimation period. Kiffin said um, it, it was good to get him back on the same page with his quarterback again after being out for so long. He had a couple of catches, should have had three, but one went right through his hands. Uh, one of which went for 44 on just a stunning, stunning throw from Corral. Uh, but good to see him back in the lineup Ely had for himself. But that's who caught passes for Ole Miss. Uh, it, it was Snoop Connor caught one. Jerry and Ely had four. Braylon Sanders had two. John Rice Pumley had seven. And Dennis Jackson had six. That's who Matt Corral was throwing to on Saturday. And still went for over 300 yards on like half a leg. On the other side, Malik Willis was really held in check. He's obviously a good athlete and showed some of that, but Ole Miss's defense uh, picked him off three times. He was sacked nine times in the game, and if not for him being such a great athlete, it would have been more. Only had 173 yards uh, passing, so a really good day for Ole Miss there. But Liberty had almost three guys go for 100 yards. They had one go for 101 they had another go for 98, and Willis had 71 himself. 284 yards on the ground for Liberty. Now, that is a big area of concern for Ole Miss after this game, considering what they're about to see, which is Texas A&M and Isaiah Spiller and that offensive line come to town. It's got to be better uh, than that. But I think that was in part due uh, to... Okay, can we just be honest? Can, can we really be honest here? Is that is that okay with you guys? Uh, you didn't get Ole Miss's best effort on Saturday. And I, I saw some fans after the game that were like mad about the way they played. And, and I understand the second half was brutal, brutal to watch. It really was. But it was 24-0 at the half. Lane Kiffin, it, on the way into the locker room at halftime, says straight up, you know, we're looking forward to playing some more guys in the second half. Didn't really get all that much of a chance to do that. I mean, I don't think Luke Altmeyer took a snap, and that's really something Kiffin would have wished he could have had. But you, you didn't get their best effort on Saturday, and I'm not excusing it, but I kind of am. I understand why not. Uh, when, when it's Liberty, when it's a morning kickoff, when there's 15,000 empty seats, when you're dominating them physically, when the game was rarely in doubt, I mean, it, it's... I, I'm just saying I understand why you got a performance the way you got in the second half. Um, th that's all I'm saying. And, and I know some fans don't like it, but it, it was a, a comfortable win. The game was never really in doubt. I understand, again, like Liberty had the ball down two scores and, and Ole Miss picked off Willis again. But the game was never in doubt. I, I've got a question. For people like Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Jordan Rogers. And Bruce Feldman, who actually picked Liberty to win this game, if they really actually thought that they had a chance to win this game, or were you being cute for the sake of being cute? It was a physical mismatch. It was a complete and total physical mismatch. And th that's what happened. That's what I said going into the game. That's what more people should have been saying going into the game. Uh, I mean, again, Ole Miss sacks Malik Willis nine times. The game was never really in doubt. It was a weird atmosphere, a weird game, much more important one coming this weekend. It's the kind of thing where you, you go in, you play the game, you secure the win, you get out, and Sam Williams got a little banged up, but it doesn't sound like it's anything serious. Uh, other than that, you maintained your health. 
and you move on. I mean, that's the kind of game this is to me. It's yes. Second half didn't look good. I'm willing to dismiss that considering the state that Corral was in. They very clearly, very clearly told him to protect himself. He was, there were a couple of times where he could have clearly picked up a first down with his legs and slid super early because he was instructed to because it's Liberty and there's a more important game upcoming this week. You know, it's stuff like that. Um, it, it's fine. It's over. The Hugh Freeze thing is over. You, you can move it aside. It, it was weird. I mean, he's crying in the post game. You, you can just push all that aside now. That's over. Uh, you physically dominated his team. Your quarterback is better than his, despite people like Pro Football Focus ranking the way they do. Um, it was a good day for Matt Corral. Clearly hobbled, clearly not 100%, but he still looked really good. Definitely won the day, pun intended. Definitely won the day in terms of quarterback versus quarterback. Um, I will defend Willis a little bit, though. You can't, on one hand, talk about how overmatched his team was around him and, on the other, think that it would have gone down differently. I don't know if I said that very well, but my point is, I think he's better than how he looked when his offensive line cannot block for him at all. He rarely had time. His receivers can't really get separation. Uh, It's going to look like that. Uh, One great quarterback cannot offset a physical mismatch like the one he had. However, I think even through all of that, it was clear who the better one is, and that one is Matt Corral. Matt Corral is more ready uh, than Malik Willis is, in my opinion. Uh, and Willis made bad decisions, really bad decisions. Telegraphed a pass on, I think it was the second interception, or his first one, and the second one was the one where the ball was fought over. Uh, the third was just a terrible, terrible decision. Uh, he is not the same prospect that Corral is. He's a really good athlete. Uh, I don't think he's consistent enough throwing the football. And, though, I mean, a, a couple of terrible, like you do not make that mistake kind of decisions Uh, for him, and it's against the best team he's going to play this year. And it's not like that – I mean, Ole Miss's defense has played better lately. Four weeks in a row now, they've played well enough to win the game. Won three of them. Um, So it's a a unit that's improving, but let's be honest, that's not a great defense that he made those bad decisions and looked like that against. So in the quarterback v. quarterback battle, Matt Corral clearly won – quarterback v quarterback for sure even on half a leg which is what it looks like he's playing right now made better decisions uh is throwing to you know backups and third stringers he wasn't protected all that great either um so good day for him 21 or so scouts there and he showed why he should be a first round pick i mean he showed off the arm strength uh he showed some <laughs> Ability to run, even on that bad ankle um, and, and sliding early. I mean, he's the total package, and and he showed you exactly why on Saturday. So that was a really good day for him. Uh, it was a good day for Plumley. Uh, I know that a lot of you love John Rice Plumley, and and it was a good day for him. Sometimes he looks lost out there at receiver, but Kiffin said he had a really good week of practice, and because of that good week of practice, he showed up in the game, and it's almost like he was kind of challenging him to be more consistent leading up to games. And if he was, he would play more. That's the kind of message I got. Some of these coaches speak through the media. And I think that's what I got from Kiffin uh, talking was, 
the reason he showed out like that was because he practiced like that. And if he would practice like that more often, he'd get more touches. That's what that read like to me. I mean, I, I could be overthinking that, but that's what it felt like. Either way, he had a good day. Uh, Jackson had a really bad drop, uh, but otherwise looked, absolutely looked the part in terms of speed and you know maybe lacks a little physicality, but speed is there for sure. Um, and when he was locked in, caught the football nicely and made a nice move for a touchdown. On the other side, I mean, hell, if you... I mean, Ole Miss had nine sacks, should have been more, kept Willis in check, only gave up 14 points. I mean, you, you obviously take that running. It's a unit that is what you were hoping they would be. They right now are playing like who you were hoping that they would be. And it's good enough, not great, but good enough to win games with as long as you're clicking on offense and getting healthy, and we'll see if they are. I have seen so many people say, and I've heard myself, that there's a chance that all three of their receivers are back this week for Texas A&M. Mingo was not in a boot or anything like that on the sideline. Sanders played, obviously. And uh, it sounds like, and I could be wrong, it sounds like with Drummond it was a let's not try, it's liberty situation for him. But there's talk that all three of those guys are going to be back for this week, which would be huge, but Ole Miss needs to be better up front. Uh, Jalen Cunningham played all 58 snaps in the game. Uh, they've got to get healthy in the interior, and they've got to play better as well. If you're looking for faults, uh, sloppiness, uh, penalties, couldn't run the football well, some of that I can excuse, but at this point they are who they are with the penalties too. And that's just – it's every week with this team. Uh, they are one of the most penalized teams in America, and it's not getting any better, and it's going to lose them a football game. And it could be this weekend uh, where the penalties lose them a game. But seems like they're getting healthy. They are getting healthy. Sanders did play. There's talk that Mingo's going to try to play. Yeah, We'll see about interior health. Defense continues to play confident, good football. They, they get a lot of turnovers. They're first in America in sacks after getting nine this week. Sam Williams is continuing to move up draft boards with the way he's playing. So, you know, it's Liberty. They were the better football team. They were physically much better than Liberty. They were up 24 to nothing at the half, seemingly healthy and good to go for next week, which is a big one. So game went about how I thought it was going to. And Corral looked better than Willis because he's better than Willis. There's still some flaws and some issues. And we'll see what happens against Texas A&M Saturday night. So there's quick thoughts, uh, just kind of off-the-cuff thoughts after this game uh, where uh, Ole Miss does get the win over Liberty on a weird day. Oh, and by the way, real quick on these tweets. I don't want to spend too much time on the tweets because uh, I'm going to have to talk about them later. And uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it by now. But my take on the tweets, and if you haven't seen them, just Google Ole Miss football tweets and you'll see them. They took two shots at Hugh Freeze, one of which was a play on the if you have facts about a violation, send them to Ole Miss compliance.edu or whatever. And then the other one was a picture of him doing the thumbs up from the hospital bed uh, with the, the photoshopped score of the Ole Miss Liberty game in there. Uh, both of them were really funny. They, they made me laugh. Um, Keith Carter later apologized and released a statement and Lane Kiffin released a statement, too. I guess gave quotes to Chris Lowe and 
I think all these can be true at once. It's true that the tweets were funny. And because they didn't take shots at some other things that Hugh did, I thought they were innocent and funny and were fine. And I laughed. It can also be true that Keith probably did the right thing by by getting them taken down. You don't want to punch down. And, and Hugh Freeze is below you. You don't want to punch down at people like him. And, and, and that those tweets did that. So I'm okay with releasing a statement and, and apologizing. I'm okay with it. Uh, I wish he would not have. I think it's kind of weak, honestly. But I understand why that happened. And I think it's not a big deal. Um, and also, people take tweets way too seriously. I mean, my God, some of the stuff that was said from blue check marks like Walken and Pete Thamel. And oh, man, just... Oh, how classless, and oh, cry me a river, it's Twitter. It's tweets, two funny tweets, the same stuff that you guys have been making fun of for years. Now suddenly, oh, it's not classy. Oh, my God. I mean, get over yourself. So all those things can be true at once. They were funny, and I liked them. Literally, like on Twitter, I actually liked them because I thought they were funny. I understand why Keith did what he did. I think it's weak, but I get it. And it's fine either way. And also people take the internet way, way, way too seriously. And they need to get a life. Because the reaction is... Or the reaction that some people gave to those is pathetic. So, anyway. Uh, quick thoughts. I'll be back with you on Tuesday with a little bit more structured show. But that's just kind of post-game whatever for you uh, off the cuff. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to check me out on the live stream. Search Michael Borky on YouTube if you haven't already and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm live there every day and um, really enjoying that. So find me there and uh, I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.